What's going on, guys? Today, we're going to be talking about some of the reasons why you're not seeing the results and progress that you're expecting as you work towards your own nutrition and fitness and body composition goals. And if you follow me on Instagram, I've, I've created a couple posts about this in the past, but I think it's a topic that warrants an entire podcast because this is something that I see so frequently with my clients and honestly, just in the health and fitness space in general. And I've bet you've told yourself before that you know what you need to do, right? And I just need to do it and to be consistent. And oftentimes what people think is quote unquote, like the right way to do things is actually the reason that they end up stopping or quitting along the way, because we tend to go to the extremes with our nutrition and fitness, right? Because we, we think that those are the things that are going to be the deciding factor when trying to achieve that look or that health that we so desperately want. So I like to challenge people when they tell me that they know what they need to do because it really goes deeper than what, you know, what food we put into our body and, and how many workouts that we get in a week. And the things that I'm going to talk about today aren't like the only things that dictate your long-term progress, but it's what I've been able to observe and kind of see when working with people for a couple of years now. And it's also something that I've learned on my own when working towards my own nutrition and fitness goals for the past, I don't know, like eight years now, you know? So, um, the reason why I'm talking about this today though, is because we're approaching the last week or so of January, right? And oftentimes this is the time of the year when those new year resolutions and motivations have worn off. And when people start kind of reverting back to their old habits and routines and, I'll say it's not only unique to January, right? Whenever you start a new nutrition regimen, the attrition of that diet or weight loss program happens around 30 to 60 days. So whether you start in January or May or September, after about 30 days of working towards your goal, that's when most people kind of start to fall off their plan. And Unless nutrition and fitness is really a part of your life and you've been prioritizing it for years or maybe it's even your job. Um, and I, I say maybe it's your job because I know we have other coaches um, listening to this podcast as well. But nutrition for a lot of people is something that often gets put on the back burner when life and stress starts to happen. Whether it's work or business or career stress, right, or family stress and family responsibilities at home or maybe your social life and you're traveling more and honestly just insert whatever priorities that you have outside of your own nutrition and fitness goals. And this is also, I would say the time of the year where, you know, we have distractions like football going on, right. And parties and Valentine's day. And we head into the spring and the weather starts to get warmer. And before you know it, it's summer and you're camping and boating on the weekends and you're having family barbecues more often. And you know, you're going to events after work and then it's fall and then it's the holidays, but you can see how there's always going to be something coming up that can kind of derail your progress and force you to think that the future is a better time to start instead of today. And we tend to repeat this typical cycle, you know, every year where we get super hyped up at the beginning of the year and, you know, maybe we achieve some cool things or hit some of your goals, but these are the kind of issues and mindsets that most people struggle with as they work towards their nutrition and um, and their fitness goals. And they fall off because they don't have enough healthy habits that are strong enough to sustain those changes long-term. 
And this brings us back to really what we're talking about today. Um, you know, when people start to acknowledge kind of the hamster wheel that they're spinning in and they ask the question of why am I not making progress and why do I keep hitting the restart button like two to six times per year? So I want to share the typical things that I see in many of my clients and and even myself as I self-reflect on my own kind of health and fitness journey. And I'm not saying that I'm the fittest guy on earth by any means or have a perfect physique or anything like that. But like everybody else, you know, I, I have my own story and my own background and life lessons that kind of got me to where I'm at today. Um, but I'm, I'm also somebody that's really tried to walk the line in my own fitness journey. And I always practice what I preach, you know, kind of to my followers and my clients, because I mean, let's be honest, nobody likes a hypocrite, right? But I've set out to accomplish my own goals and I keep working towards them. So I can appreciate the process and what that looks like, right? And honestly, just be able to help my clients do the same with their own journey. But one of the most important things that people, or sorry, people often kind of overlook is this idea of enjoying the process when working towards their health pursuits, right? And I don't want to get too sidetracked here, but your body composition goal should be to, to get you to where you live a lifestyle that you enjoy in a body that you enjoy as well, right? And we we forget that those things are often at odds with one another. So by having the best of one thing, that means sacrificing a lot of the other. But honestly, your, your preferred balance is really up to you. And oftentimes we let other people or diet culture kind of dictate our goals for us, which domino effects and kind of contributes to this ongoing yo-yo like dieting cycle year after year. And I did a whole pot, like a, I did a whole podcast on this whole, um, diet culture thing a couple episodes back. So I'm going to stop here and kind of get back to what we're actually talking about today. So let's get into it. Um, the first thing that I see a lot of people experience, and honestly, I can't tell you how many conversations that I have a week of people saying things like, you know, I, I eat healthy and I eat the right things and I have veggies with lunch and all my food is organic and it's grass fed. Right. And which obviously that's not the reason why you're not seeing results, but the number one reason why people aren't seeing the progress that they're hoping for. And especially those people who are already fit and trying to get maybe to a lower body fat percentage than what they're at right now, or the people that don't necessarily have, you know, weight issues, but at the same time they want to look even better the number one problem is just a lack of awareness. And this is something that I learned from kind of one of my own coaches, but he told me one thing that's always stuck with me. And that's that, um, awareness always precedes change. So when we know something is wrong, we know what we need to do to fix it. So not knowing where you're at with your current nutrition is the number one reason why a lot of people fail or or fall off. And again, I get so many people telling me that they're eating the whole grains, right? And the salads and the bowls and the protein veggie options and all these different things. And they couple that with training really hard and busting their ass in the gym and they have no idea what's going wrong, right? But in reality, they just lack awareness. And this is one of the reasons why I teach kind of the calorie and macro counting method with my clients because this really helps them create awareness around their food and what they're currently doing. So we can kind of just create a starting point, right? And just 
have a basic understanding around what we need to change and why. So developing awareness, it's not just related to your nutrition, but really everything in life, right? Like when we talk about finances, you know, if you don't create awareness around what your money's being spent on, then how the hell do you expect to, to change your spending and saving habits each month, right? Or same thing goes for like building awareness around your relationship. If you don't understand like exactly what you're doing wrong to impact your relationship, like how the hell are you supposed to know what you need to change? Um, and I'm not a finance or relationship exer- expert by any means, right? But the same principles apply with our nutrition. And that's often the first step that you need to take to just better understand what's missing in your routine right now. And I'm not necessarily saying that you're doing things wrong right now, but I challenge you to just take a step back and look at the bigger picture instead of looking at things on a day-to-day basis. But that's often the biggest problem is just a lack of awareness of what you're doing on a day-to-day or or week-to-week basis and understanding what your Tuesday is like compared to what your Saturday, you know, is like and the underconsumption of calories that contributes to binge eating and overeating on the weekend. Or maybe it's not knowing how many calories you're drinking from alcohol or other drinks throughout the week. Or even knowing, you know, how many calories you're averaging per day right now, right? And what your steps are like and what your stressors are and how that influences your nutrition selection. And are you getting eight hours of sleep consistently? Are you staying hydrated? Like, do you you turn to green powders and supplements instead of like eating whole foods consistently, right? Like the, the list is a mile long, but... That's number one, right? Just a lack of awareness that a lot of people tend to just really struggle with is not knowing what's going on. But, you know, this is one that can easily be changed and really used to help you get to your end goal. Okay. But we always have to start with building awareness around what we're currently doing before we change anything or start to add things to our routine. Now, the second reason why you may not be seeing the progress is because you don't have a plan or maybe you lack organization kind of around your nutrition, which usually contributes to a lack of consistency over time. And when you work towards your goals, I want you to remember to kind of follow this consistency path and kind of steer clear of the perfectionist path because perfection usually, you know, I'm not going to say all the times, but usually leads you to kind of just feeling really burned out from just doing the same thing over and over again and trying to be perfect with your nutrition and with your fitness like it's exhausting it'd be so damn frustrating sometimes now yes you know there's likely going to be times during the year where you do have to be more intentional and strict about what you're doing for those of you you know trying to get to a lower body fat percentage or working towards body recomp like you know, maybe you're working with a coach or maybe you're on your own, but things like tracking and weighing food consistently, right? And hitting your protein goal and getting your steps in and cutting back on hyper palatable foods and saying no to alcohol sometimes. Like those are all things that are trade-offs that you need to decide if they're worth it or not based on how important your end goal is to you. And this is something that I personally talk a lot about with my clients because at the end of the day, you have to be honest with yourself, right? And really it's, it's my job to tell you what you need to hear and how to get to where you want to be. Um, but you're the one that decides where you want to go and what we decide to do always. 
okay, nobody else can tell you that for you. And you're still the one that has to put in the work and to be consistent with the plan and process that you ultimately agree to in the beginning, right? And, you know, there's a lot of people that say they are, you know, like super consistent, but in reality, their consistency looks like being really good from Monday to Wednesday, right? Going out to lunch on Thursday and then saying like, fuck it on Friday and Saturday and just repeating that process come Monday and repeating that month after month. Or, you know, for all my low carb people and dieters out there, you know, that might look like three to four weeks being dialed into your diet, you know, and then Valentine's day hits and you're off your plan. Right. And then that one day turns to two days and then two days turns to two weeks. And before you know it, you're kind of back to your old routine and old habits. And this is really the bigger problem because people don't actually have a plan for it. Instead, they just kind of have a timeline and a list of good and bad foods or an eating window that they try and follow. And they don't really fully understand the process of getting to their goal and keeping that success long term. And they often they don't organize like their routine and their lifestyle in a way that's conducive to sticking to those you know new habits and behaviors that you're creating and that's really what we need to change Uh, there's a there's a quote that i love and it's it's like people people don't plan to fail but they fail to plan and if you're somebody that's listening to this and you have no idea like what you're doing for lunch today or Maybe you don't know what you're doing for training today and you just have all of this uncertainty around your day and around your nutrition. Be honest with yourself. Like you don't have a plan, right? Or, or maybe you do have a plan and you absolutely hate it, but there's this disconnect that you need to address and change in order to kind of come up with a plan that you actually enjoy um, and a plan that you can stick to long-term as well. And I'll use the finances comparison again because it's super relatable, but if you have no idea what you're going to spend your money on this month and you know what you need to pay off or how much is coming in like of course things aren't going to go well you know it's going to be pretty damn impossible for you to hit your financial goals and to pay for groceries for the month and to put money into your savings account and again those are the same problems that you're going to have with your nutrition you know so having having a plan is number 2 and understanding that being consistent with this plan is Oftentimes what people are lacking without even realizing it. So as we continue kind of down this list that I'm looking off of my notes, um, it's kind of we talk about the other reasons why you may not be reaching your goals. I, I really need you to remember that the goal of this podcast isn't to shame anybody, right? Or to only highlight the things that you're doing wrong. Because chances are if you follow me and if you listen to this podcast, you probably give a shit about your health and well-being, right? And my goal today is to just kind of outline some of the variables that maybe you haven't been honest with yourself, you know, with about, um, and just to point you in a direction where you can just continue taking action. Because at at every level of your fitness journey, new problems and obstacles are just going to keep presenting themselves. And the further you get into your journey, the more work and sacrifice that you're going to have to make for less of a return over time. Because in the beginning, you can make some small changes and tweaks to your plan, you know, without too much sacrifice and go from, you know, mediocre to to good or to pretty good. But going from good to great requires even more sacrifice and commitment, you know. So doing the things that got you to where you're at today, I agree they need to be celebrated, but 
don't think that you can do those same things forever and just continue making progress at the same pace. Okay. Always push yourself outside of your comfort zone because, you know, we all know that that's, that's when your progress starts to compound over time. So getting back on track here, um, and forgive me for going off on some of these rants during these episodes. I'm, uh, I'm still getting used to the whole nonstop talking into this microphone thing and staring at the wall at the same time. So, um, anyway, yeah. Number three on our list today. So depending on your goal, eating too much and not really understanding like what that means. Uh, and even if you're eating all healthy foods and quote unquote clean foods, there's still a possibility that you're eating too much and not seeing the results you're working towards kind of because of that. Um, and what does this mean? You know, like when I hear people say, I thought I was eating healthy, you know, like I'm drinking the smoothies and I'm having the acai bowls and I'm ditching the tortilla with my burrito and I'm eating all healthy fats, you know, like the list goes on, but just because you're doing, doing all of those things over and over again, that doesn't necessarily mean that those things are all going to be conducive to you reaching your body composition goals. At the end of the day, there's specific laws of thermodynamics that dictate your weight loss. Um, uh, also dictate your weight gain and your weight maintenance. And it, it comes down to kind of the calories in calories out concept. And this honestly could be a whole podcast on its own and it's a multifactorial equation. But at the end of the day, if you're consuming more calories than what your body requires, you're still going to gain weight or, or you're not going to see the changes in your body that you're expecting to see if fat loss is your goal and weight loss is your goal, right? And, and honestly, the same principles apply if you're trying to put on muscle. Maybe you know you need to eat in a surplus, but you don't know what that actually means or looks like, and you just start eating anything and everything. And, you know, although you're eating high amounts of calories, you're not actually eating maybe the proper breakdown of macronutrients that can create this environment that's optimal for muscle growth. So for those of you listening today, if you're not currently tracking food or building awareness around your eating patterns, I challenge you to just take some time and self-reflect and think back on your past week. Like, What's your routine like? You know, does every day look the same? Is there a chance that you're eating more than you think, you know, and, and where can extra calories be hiding or coming in from? And again, the, this point really ties into kind of the lack of awareness that we started with, but you need to appreciate the things that you're doing now so you can make the necessary changes to keep making progress and keep making progress, I guess, towards the goals that you're working for, right? And this podcast, honestly, might be the push that you need to just start tracking your food just to see what 1,800 calories looks like, right? Or what 3,000 calories looks like. Because if you're thinking you're eating 1,000 calories and still not losing weight, there's a great chance that your weekly averages are a lot higher than you think. And I'll kind of give you an example of this from my own life. And I give you this example because I need you to understand that I'm more like you than you think. Uh, and yes, I, I did go to school for this and I do this for a living, but there was a time in my life, a few years, kind of, I would say three, four years back where I set the goal of, of trying to put on five pounds of muscle. And in order to do this, I thought the best route to kind of get there was by doing a higher intensity style training, you know, kind of like a metabolic conditioning style workout stuff. And I paired that with eating four meals a day and a snack before bed. And I wasn't tracking food at the time, but I figured that by adding another meal to my day and I just 
I assumed that I'd be eating enough to put on muscle and I stick with it. A couple months go by and I'm working out four to five times per week and I'm being, con, you know, consistent or what I think is consistent at the time with my calories and, um, trying to eat enough protein and getting my four meals in a day and my snacks every once in a while. And, you know, during those two months, I actually watched my weight go down and I ended up losing five pounds after I think three or four months. And instead of getting to my goal weight, I was now 10 pounds away from my goal weight. Um, and you know, I know what you're thinking, you know, poor me. Right. Um, but you know, this, this threw me through a loop and it's, I think a very similar story to a lot of people that I work with as well. But here I was, you know, eating all the right things, quote unquote, being consistent on the weekends and busting my ass and working out five times a week. And, um, I still wasn't even close to where I wanted to be And yes, I, I had lost weight and gone to a lower body fat percentage, but that's, it's not what I wanted. And it wasn't until really I downloaded my fitness pal and I started tracking food for a couple of weeks with my kind of normal routine. I figured out that I was eating close to like 2,400 calories per week instead of the 31 to 3,200 calories that I needed to be closer to. Um, and, and fast forward another year or two, it really wasn't until I hired my own nutrition coach and trainer that I actually started to see the results that I've kind of been working towards. And with the help of food tracking and just, again, building awareness around my routine and, you know, what I've been doing in the past, I was able to make those adjustments I needed and, and we came up with a plan to help get me there. Um, and it wasn't only, I guess I want to add, it wasn't only the nutrition that I needed to make adjustments to, right? It was also my training regimen as well. And going from this like calorie burn mindset by doing, you know, mostly HIIT training to, to a more structured like hypertrophy style program, that was really the other, you know, missing piece of the puzzle. But the point I'm driving at is that it took a lot of awareness to challenge what I was doing at the time. And it also took another set of eyes and a coach to take me and kind of my goals to a whole nother level. So don't be afraid to have that conversation with yourself and challenge what you think is, you know, quote unquote, the right thing to do. Because oftentimes it takes more of going into a different direction and trying something new. Um, but on that same note, you know, you need to know what you're doing and you need to know how much you're eating. And in order to make those meaningful changes, you just have to have awareness around what you're currently doing. And just because you're eating all the right things, or you think you're eating all the right things, that doesn't mean that it's going to get you to that final destination. Okay. So number four, um, you are exercising too much and not eating enough. And for those of you who are killing yourselves in the gym and going to five or six workout classes a week and doing 5Ks on your rest days, you know who you are. Um, this concept can be tough to wrap your head around. And I, I, honestly, I often get clients that come up to me and that I work with in the beginning and they're super excessive with their exercise and workout routine. You know, the people who are training super hard and super consistently and doing doing things like CrossFit or Orange Theory or other boot camp style workouts, but they're, they're eating nothing. You know, they're, they're maybe eating 1200 calories a day or 1400 calories a day. And I'll say that this is situation. It's not only unique to women, you know, like this absolutely happens in men too. Um, and it's honestly, it's not only applicable to, to people just starting their weight loss journey. Like this really can apply to everyone whether you've been doing CrossFit consistently for three years or 
you know, you're just starting your journey and you just end up being afraid to eat, you know, and this happens to a lot of people who have a history of losing weight in the past. And now they're too afraid to eat more because they're really afraid of just gaining the weight all back. But it often, you know, comes down to, to people being afraid of eating enough food. Um, and sometimes there's a difference in the reality of what they're eating and what they're actually reporting, right? Which the word we use in kind of nutrition science is called underreporting. Uh, but people telling you that they eat a certain amount of food when in reality they're eating a lot more and sometimes they don't even realize it. But the other part is people find themselves training so hard, which exercise in a way is actually a form of stress on our body, right? And they don't eat enough food to support their energy demands each day. What happens is your body doesn't recover very well and it, it kind of enters this resistant state, meaning it can hold on to fat a little bit more than usual and your stress hormones like cortisol just go through the roof. But it's these imbalances that get your body off track and it makes it more difficult for your body to change and see the improvements that you're working so damn hard for. You know, so the move more, eat less mentality can really be working against you when taken too far. And physiologically, what starts to happen is your body starts to move less, which comes from a reduction in NEAT. Um, and your basal metabolic rate starts to drop, which is essentially the amount of calories that your body requires to sustain basic living and basic functions of just kind of your organs and everything on a daily basis. And your body just tries to preserve everything it has left and it, it becomes somewhat resistant to change. And more importantly, your body tries to preserve fat, which is really survival currency, right? And um, instead, you can actually sacrifice muscle gains and, and lose muscle as well. So when there's a scarcity of food, your body's going to adapt and adjust to that situation to some degree. Um, so just to kind of recap the point I'm making here, Overtraining and chronic HIIT workouts, they contribute to this chronic stress response and this inflammatory process within your body, which can really also affect your gut microbiome and, and your nutrient availability, which over time impacts your nutrient status, right? Your mood, your energy levels, your hormones. Um, it, again, decreases the amount of energy that your body is burning on a daily basis. And when you pair that excessive training with under eating, and oftentimes this comes from kind of a low carb diet, which is just what I tend to see a lot of people do and what we hear, what we hear a lot about in the media, but that excessive training and low energy intake just impacts our output capacity and it impacts our recovery and our thyroid function and especially our hormone regulation, because you're essentially asking your body to do more work with less resources. And in those scenarios, something always has to give. And usually what that means is working out less or eating more. And oftentimes it's a combination of both of those things. But if you're listening to this and this sounds like you, I know it can be scary doing both of those things, you know, because it's going against everything that you know and it's going against what you think is the answer. But I promise you, you know, if what you were doing was working and getting you to your goals, you probably wouldn't be asking yourself the question of, you know, why am I not seeing progress? right? Like if you've, if you've been following a workout kind of program and eating routine for two to three years and you're still not where you want to be, there's a good chance you're not eating enough and you're not spending enough time at maintenance and just spending time fueling your body kind of appropriately, right? 
And there's another scenario that I want to talk about now that we're on this point, and that's my weekend warrior people. And maybe the scenario that I described earlier about being on point with your nutrition, like maybe that sounds like you, but it's only from Monday to Thursday. And come Friday, you're binge eating and drinking and you're not moving as much and you're really just being polar opposite with your nutrition patterns compared to the week. And it's those three days a week, right? Every week of the month that's derailing your progress. Being dialed in with your nutrition 16 days of the month and not having any idea, you know, what you're doing on the other 12 days, it can add up quick. And for those people, like being more diligent and consistent on the weekends might just be the adjustment that you need to to, to go from good to great. Okay. So, you know, there's a lot of scenarios, but the move more and eat less mentality could be another reason why you're not seeing the progress that you're hoping for. Cool. Um, let's move on to reason number five of why you're not seeing progress. And that's because you're following a cookie cutter diet plan or program. And I'll be honest, you know, to a certain extent, a lot of these things can work. The problem is, is is they don't work long-term. But why don't they work long-term, right? Well, first off, humans don't like to be told what to do and what not to do, right? And be honest with yourself. Like, how many times has somebody told you to do something? You know, maybe your partner or your friend or your roommate, and, you know, they tell you to take out the trash, cook dinner, and change the channel you're watching because they want to watch something else, right? And unless those are all your ideas, you're probably going to be pretty reluctant and not want to do any of those things that that person told you to do. You know, and that frustration can honestly build up over time. But the same applies for your nutrition. You know, if you get a meal plan or a diet protocol and, you know, it's your job to follow that for the week, you might do it at first. But, you know, one, it's not teaching you why you're eating those foods and why you're doing what you're doing. Um, Two, it's not individualized to you most of the time, right? Or your lifestyle or your routine, or it doesn't take into account a lot of factors that, you know, are necessary to help you get to your end goal, right? And a lot of times it doesn't account for your preferences. Um, Three, it doesn't teach you how to do things long-term, right? And four, it doesn't help when you inevitably have to deviate away from that meal plan or diet and you find yourself confused and feeling super guilty when you eventually have to eat off of your plan, right? And again, you might be able to stick with it for a month or two, but you're not going to be able to stick with it much longer than that. And there are those people who are the routine freaks and they can do the same thing every single day of the year. And honestly, I respect that, but most humans like some degree of variety, right? And and they like some degree of change with their nutrition and they can't just eat the same thing for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. It's just, this is not realistic for them. Right. And, and yes, you know, there are different meal plan adjustments and, and variations out there, but following a meal plan for a month and then just jumping back to your old sporadic routine is, is it's likely what's keeping you stuck in that hamster wheel. Okay. And honestly, there was a point in my dietitian career where I was writing meal plans for people. And again, they do provide structure and a template that people can follow. And some people love it. Right. And honestly, with some of my clients, most of my clients, really, we create some form of a perfect day so people can see what that actually looks like. But we also talk about how to get to those numbers and why they're important. Right. And how we can get to those numbers on a non-perfect day. And when you're eating at a restaurant or, you know, maybe when you're traveling, 
anytime that you're out of your normal routine, right? Because those are the life skills that you need the most for that long-term success that you're looking for. Not just blindly following a meal plan or program. And if you have a coach and you're not asking them a million questions and asking them why you're hitting certain targets and how that fits into kind of reaching your long-term goals, you're doing yourself a disservice. Always be curious and don't just blindly follow a diet or a program, you know, or blindly just take supplements without knowing the reason why. Okay. You're going to be, honestly, you're going to be eating and taking care of yourself for the rest of your life, you know, not just for like an eight week transformation. And if you do hire a coach to help you, make sure that coach is the right fit for you. And honestly, that it's not somebody who's just giving you the answers to the test without, you know, giving you the support or the reasoning behind why you're doing what you're doing. Because making uninformed decisions and following these kind of cookie cutter diets can be more confusing and frustrating than they are helpful. Okay, so to recap, you know, I'm not 100% against meal plans and having templates, but I need you to question the things that you're following. And I want you to start being more proactive with your health and instead of just following something you read online or heard from a friend, right? And if you were to kind of look back and think about all the times that you started something on your own or maybe paid a certain amount of money for like a plan or a supplement, like how many times did you find something that actually stuck or that actually led to you getting the results that you were looking for? You know, and that's a question that I want you to think about. And usually the answer to that question is, is yeah, you spent some money, you know, trying to get a temporary fix for really what's a long-term problem. And personally, I've fallen for the same shit too. You know, I, I can't tell you the amount of money and time that I've spent on different supplements and diets and these 30 day exercise programs, you know, so trust me, you're not alone, but in order to break free from that cycle, you have to start looking at your nutrition and fitness through, through a different lens. Okay. Now, um, the last reason why you may not be seeing the results kind of in your nutrition and fitness journey is because you lack accountability. A lot of people are unsuccessful with their nutrition because nobody's holding them accountable. You know, and personally, this is why I wasn't super successful early on with my own physique goals because I didn't have anyone to hold me accountable or anyone to check in with. And when you lack that positive reinforcement and that extra set of eyes, that internal motivation is only going to take you so far. And without any accountability source, like everything becomes so much more difficult because there's nothing keeping you honest with yourself. And over time, that lack of accountability is what forces you to fall off before you get to that final destination. Right. And again, this applies to all areas of our life, you know, in your business, in your finance, in your career, in school, relationships but especially with your nutrition and fitness. Because if you don't have that person or that mentor that you can look up to, right, and check in with, you're just going to be shooting arrows in the dark and praying that you hit something. But you're not an expert at everything. You know, you don't have to be. There's always going to be people and resources out there that you can invest into and follow. And, you know, people who can get you to where you want to be way quicker than you just doing it on your own. And yeah, it can absolutely be an ego hit, you know, asking for help and finding an accountability partner in the beginning. But the more you invest into yourself and into other people, the more efficient and better off that you're going to be in 
in, in the long run. So don't try and do this alone. Okay. Because you don't have to, and find somebody that you can trust and you can be open with and be honest with and, and make it a priority to check in with them every week. Okay. It'll honestly help you more than you think. And that is it, my friends. Um, kind of officially made it through my top reasons why you may not be seeing the results that you're expecting to see. And as we sit here today, you know, we're coming up on the last week in January, but we've got the rest of the year to kick some ass. Okay. So again, I want you to ask yourself, what are the main goals that you're working to accomplish right now? Are you there yet? Right. And if not, like, what are the steps that you need to take today to help accomplish those goals that you're working towards and and to make this a good year? And thinking back on today's podcast, is there anything that resonated with you, right? Is that the reason why you haven't seen the results that you've hoped for? And just be brutally honest with yourself and use that to kind of take the necessary steps to help get you to where you want to be, okay? I really hope this helps, guys. And, you know, until next time, just remember to eat with a purpose, train with intention, and think with confidence as you work towards your own nutrition and fitness goals. Okay, hope you have a good one today. and I'll talk with you soon. Peace. Thank you again for listening to this episode. If you found value and enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media. If you do, make sure you tag me so I can say thanks. Or if you're on iTunes, scrolling down and leaving a five-star review would be much appreciated. And if you ever want to get in touch with me, you can always find me on Instagram at LukeSmithRD. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I'll see you on the next episode.